listening to Your Bright Future, a Lava Ridge counseling podcast connecting home and school, where we share tips and tools to build a bright future for our students. Hi, friends. We're back with our podcast, Your Bright Future with Mrs. J and Mr. LD. Hello. Welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about our plan for college and career readiness, which is something we do every year with our seventh grade students. It's part of, it's one of the main focuses we have as counselors. Um, We want to make sure that kids are starting off this next five years strong with a good Mm -hmm. um, kind of an overview of what to expect over the next five years. There's only five short years before they graduate from college. And believe me, it flies by. So we really just want to teach them about what to expect as we go through um, so we are actually, as this podcast airs, we're actually, ha- we'll have met with all of the seventh graders mm-hmm. and we will ha- be sending home a plan with, with, through the email to you guys, to you parents, so that you can see what their interests are, what they're focused on now. And then that can help to kind of guide the direction that they go as they enter middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. I'll let you talk a little bit about uh, internships and credit, college credits and some of those high school credits and all of that um, as we go. But the first thing that we talk about with kids at seventh grade is that really their job right now is to just be coming to school, getting good grades, getting practicing some skills that are going to help them be successful as they get into the more rigorous routine of high school and college. Mm-hmm. And then we talk to them about getting to know themselves. We have a program at our school that's called Youth Science that we started a couple years ago, um, and we're really getting the hang of it now. But kids get on there, and they do a lot of just studying of themselves. So they'll dive into their personality traits. They dive into their abilities and the things that they're good at. And this uh, program kind of builds a profile for them so that they can then see jobs that they would be good at. Um, they can see uh, different Uh, ways to build scholarship profiles, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And the company itself, they have some really great scholarships that they offer. uh, So it's worth doing. Like it's worth getting on there and participating in those, that youth science activities. We do that through our CCA classes. And so we've asked the kids to take that information that they're learning about themselves and to start to identify maybe some pathways or some career goals that they might have from that. And so they're doing that in conjunction with this PCCR lesson that we do with all the seventh graders and in the CCA classes, which if you don't know, CCA stands for College and Career um, Application or College and Career Awareness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so um, all year long, they're going to be learning about different career paths and, and different things that they could possibly do as they get into high school and and college. No, I, I love that we do that. Um, you and I, in our master's degree, we we paid a hundred bucks. You remember doing that, yes, like we did. doing that yeah, interest do inventory, mm-hmm. which was super in depth. They gave us this big old th- thick sack of paper with our results. But it's so cool that these students have it accessible for free to them, you know, starting in seventh grade. And, and and they do it again in middle school and high school, you know, it's an assessment. But seventh grade is kind of the kickoff for that, which right. is kind of fun. And it's kind of cool because you can kind of see how they evolve over the years, you know, in seventh grade. Most people's interests and in, in future career goals are going to change by the time they're, you know, 11th and 12th grade. But it's, it's, it's kind of cool 
baseline to compare going forward. Yeah. And we talk about it in terms of, you know, mapping out a path, you know, and if you're Mm -hmm. going on a trip, you know, you can change your destination, but you really do have to have the destination in mind so that you can know which way to go or which road to take. And it's the same thing with career planning. We just really need them to have some idea of where they're headed. It doesn't have to be like the specific, very specific job that they're going to do, but, but some kind of an area that they can start to focus on so that as they get into high school, they know which classes they want to take. As they get into college, they know which degrees are going to be mm-hmm. most pertinent to them. And so they really need to have that destination in mind. And then if it does change, like you say, that's no yeah. big deal. We just change uh, road or vehicle. We get on a different path and we go forward from there. For sure. So. Quick, quick question for you. What, what's always your top scores in in your interest inventory so i'm always i always always every interest inventory i've ever taken i've always fallen in the social and artistic i could see that yeah i think i social and investigative and every some of the jobs that it's paired me with i think my top one was like special ed teacher and then there was like a preacher and a politician, and then like number four was a school counselor. Nice. So I, I I landed on one of the top yeah, five. Yeah, and I find that my <laughs> school counselor fits really well with my social and artistic. Yeah, for I sure. have a lot of opportunities to use kind of a more creative artistic piece as I'm developing mm-hmm. slideshows or art for the walls or whatever. But but yeah, it's a good if you can find a good fit, that is everything. It makes for you sure. so much happier in your job, which is why we really focus on kids. Just get to know yourself and mm-hmm. what your strengths are and what your interests are so that you can start to choose something that you're going to be really happy doing. Definitely. You you and I both know you Mm. do this, you spend your whole day and most of the majority of your life doing a job. And so you want to be happy in it as you go. For sure. I, I, when I do those lessons, we kind of alternate years with whoever the seventh grade counselor, but I like to share how many, I've kept a spreadsheet, you know, my whole working life. And I think this is my 32nd job and I'm, I'm turning 40 this year. And most of those jobs where, you know, in, in a few years while I was in college, I just, it's it's no fun. I mean, probably many of you listeners can relate having jobs that you just do not fit you, that you yeah. don't enjoy. And, and finding one that's a good fit, I could have saved myself a lot of time, money and effort, you know, finding, kind of figuring that out earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then we start to talk a little bit with kids about, you know, what does it take to get into college? And, and because a lot of the things, especially scholarships, um, some of the financial pieces of it require planning. You know, you can't just jump into a, uh, your senior year and, and say, oh, great, how am I going to pay for college now? And so we want to have a, a plan in place. And so do you want to talk a little yeah, bit about sure. the financial planning piece? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's, it's so cool. I mean, all the options they have now in high school, like mm-hmm. compared to when I was, you know, in high school decades ago, yeah, right? It was there just were, all the, grades. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There, there, there's so many more options now. And in the financial planning, I mean, school, college, secondary you know, post-secondary school, it can be expensive. Having said that, Utah, we're fortunate, is one of the most affordable states for, for higher ed, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, depending on the list you look at, we're, we're always in, you know, the top five for yeah. most affordable colleges, which is great. However, it's still thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, Utah Tech, I, I just looked up for this current year, if you're doing 12 credits, you know, with fees and tuition and everything, you're just over 6000 yeah. Um, So you multiply that by four, you're looking at, you know, $24,000, which most of us just don't have that kicking around. So it's, it's good to be kind of proactive um, with planning ahead for financial planning. And kind of the big ways we, we talk about with students to do that, um, saving, if you're able to, is always a great idea. Even if it's just a few dollars here and there, um, you could put it in, you know, the 
Um, 529 is that? Is 529 that, is the college education yeah, fund. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but any kind of saving plan you could set aside, but the 529 is kind of cool because they get good rates for that. And and my wife and I, we don't have a lot of money, but we've been, we're trying to prioritize that and put a few bucks aside when we're able to for, for our children. Um, so that's a great one if that's available to you. Um, there's always the FAFSA, which is a Free, see, free I'm application testing. for federal <laughs> there student you go. aid. <laughs> there you go. That's always hard to remember that. But but that is always important, too. And in fact, when I was at Dixie, and, and Stone Canyon has similar demographics, the majority of our students qualify for at least a little bit of aid there. Right. I, I'd say at Dixie, 60 to 70% did. Yeah, and, and again, Snow Canyon is pretty similar that way. So always a good idea. Kind of junior year is when that happens. But it's good. I, I mean, you could even go in there right now. They have a FAFSA. A forecaster where you could very minimal information. It takes like five minutes. You could plug in your stuff and see, you know, if your student was call- starting college this year, if you would qualify or not. You know, and, and generally, I think as a rule, if you qualify for free or reduced lunch, you'll also probably no, qualify for a grant or some or some kind of work study. Um, but even those who don't qualify for that can still get uh, pretty low interest uh, federal loans, which For is sure. good, which is probably the preferred route than going through a bank or something yeah. like that, even though the loans are the very last thing we, mm-hmm. we recommend. But that is a way that you can pay for school as well. Definitely. And, and, and some students are able to, uh, of course, scholarships are the gold standard. Yeah. And, and scholarships... Often, you know, we, we hear scholarships and we think, you know, athletes, which which is definitely a portion of that. You know, if you have an exceptional skill or talent in, in the arts or sports or anything, mm-hmm. really, you could get a scholarship for that. But scholarships primarily come from academics, right. you know, and, and the two big criteria for that are GPA and ACT or SAT score. And that's kind of changed a little bit with COVID, but it's swinging back that direction, mm-hmm. which I think is a good thing. So, and in fact, on our website, and other websites, well, the high school websites, like Snow Canyon's counseling site, they have a um, kind of where you could plug in your GPA and tentative ACT score and see what scholarships you can anticipate getting, which is pretty cool and, and a, a great tool for you to be able to use. Um, and, and another thing that I think is great that's available um, Students can get more college credit in high school than ever before, mm-hmm. and and that primarily happens kind of doing the concurrent enrollment with Utah Tech. But there there's other opportunities like AP and things like that. But that saves a lot of time and money, which is great to get involved. There's also Dixie Tech up on the airport hill, which is a, another great option. Um, and I'll and I'll yeah, circle back to some of, ways of that to, a bit. to really maximize the opportunities that we have in our area so that you're getting the biggest bang for your buck, but you have to know ahead of, of for know sure. about them ahead of time. And so that's one of the reasons why we really kind of just give kids a snapshot of what is available, but it's really going to be up to parents and up to kids as they go forward to really keep these things in mind and start to ask deeper questions. How mm-hmm. do I get involved with these things that are going on at, at school. One of the things that I like to tell kids to do, especially starting now, is because they're always involved in so many great uh, community activities or service projects, or they're doing great things. They earn awards in school. Um, and I just encourage them to go on to their Google Drive, which mm-hmm. every student in Washington County Schools has a drive that they can keep with them through all through high school. And so just go in there and create a file that's called uh, my scholarship portfolio or my community, you know, 
yeah. service or something my like brag that. sheet my is, brag sheet yeah. yeah something like that and then just any time that they do something that is noteworthy or even uh something that's outside of school that is commendable that they should just go and write down what they did the dates and maybe a little bit just something to jog their memory because when i worked at mill creek high school um not as a counselor, but I was the ETS advisor there. And kids would come in and we would sit down to fill out scholarship applications and they would say, mm-hmm. I would say, well, so tell me some of the things that you've done. And they'd be, their minds would just be yeah, blank. Yeah. yeah, I know that they had done many, many things throughout the years. And as we sat down and talked, there was always things that they'd done either with a church group or with their families or with community uh, groups that, that would be great on a scholarship sure, application, sure. but they forget. And mm-hmm. so I just want to encourage them to go in and just every single, just make it a habit of just keeping, and it doesn't have to be a long note, just enough to jog their memory about, oh yeah, that, I did that mm-hmm. thing, right? And then as a scholarship application comes along that asks specifically about those kinds of things, they can go back to that sheet and pull the things out that are pertinent and put those in and it just makes them look really good. And that's going to put them heads and shoulders above other kids who are like, I don't remember anything. No, I, I love that. And, so. and in working in the high school, I'd have you know, valedictorian type students, straight A's all through mm-hmm. high school that didn't have something like that. And they would struggle to fill out those applications. But then you'd have other students that ne- weren't necessarily that 4.0 that had kind of kept a, mm-hmm. you know, log or just, it doesn't even have it to be anything in depth, exactly what you said, just to jog your memory. And they were able to go in and, and do all sorts of scholarship applications because it was easy. They yeah. had it right there. I want to circle back to one thing, one, two, four, or more. We, we mm-hmm. hit that a lot in our college and career readiness talk and what that means. And, and I mean this sincerely. I'd say, you know, the vast majority of our students, I'm talking 90 plus percent of our students, should go to some kind of college. And so often we talk about that and it's intimidating because you're like, well, I don't, I don't, you know, want to go to school. I don't want to do more math or English. But the one is a big thing there because mm-hmm. there's a lot of trade programs, tech programs that you could get involved in. One that I always highlight up at Dixie Tech on the airport hill, the diesel mechanic program. I'm just <laughs> jealous of that because let's say your student is someone that doesn't want to do some more math after high school, but they love doing stuff with their hands and, and kind of good that way. They could go do this one-year program and then they start, they could find jobs working on diesel tech repairs that where they make 60000 starting out, mm-hmm. which is more than you know we as school counselors with our master's mm-hmm. degrees start out at. Right. So that's pretty amazing. But that's what I mean. There's just so many options, but so often it's easy to be ignorant about it. And ignorant, again, just means you don't know because there is so much. There's just so much information out there and so many resources. So sometimes it's easy to be overwhelmed and just be like, Ah, oh, that's a problem for senior me, you know, yeah. and, but it's good to plant these seeds right now. So you're kind of aware and thinking about them. And our seventh graders, like we said, in the college and career awareness classes are learning about some of for those sure. careers and, and kind of the outlook for some of those jobs right now. And there's really a, a shortage right now of people mm-hmm. who go to those programs that are like the one or two year programs where they just get certified in the skills and, and we need those people. We Definitely. need that. Right. So we kind of are trying to to really make kids aware of those jobs and, mm-hmm. and help them to um, find the places that really fit their knowledge and their skills and their abilities. Yeah. So that's great. Um, one thing we didn't mention was the military. I think that's a very valid definitely, op- definitely. option for, for some kids, some families, if that's something you want to do. I know many, many people who that's how they pay for their college education is by serving in the military or in the National Guard mm-hmm. or something like that. And then and then they get that benefit. So that's, that's also an option. Um, we talk a little bit about um, first-generation students mm-hmm. in our 
but a lot of kids don't know, and even sometimes parents don't know, but that is anytime your student is the first person in their family to go to college. Yeah. So parents haven't gone to college. Uh, maybe they're the first one in you know many generations mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that's been to college. There are quite a few supports in place for that. That was what I did at Mill Creek was I worked with those first oh, generation cool, cool. students. And so... Um, and all through college, they have supports in place for that. So you'll want to be aware of that, too. If you haven't been to college yourself and you want that for your children, um, there's a lot of ways to get some support for you and for them. Because we know it's hard if you've never been or don't have that experience yourself. It's kind of overwhelming. Yeah, it's so thing. intimidating. If, if mm-hmm. no one in your family has ever set foot on a campus, I, I, it is an intimidating process. In fact, just kind of an anecdotal side note, um, Salt Lake Community College, when I worked up north, they had they had a big disparity problem because they 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 had some parents that were very you know college literate and had mm-hmm. college experience, and those parents they had on campus too much, so they were trying <laughs> to shoo them away. But then they had many of these first generation students whose parents were so intimidated and and didn't know how to navigate the system and they wanted those parents to come experience and, and kind of tour the campus and be there. So it, it is, you know, we, we all have our different situations, but if you're a family that hasn't had anyone to go to college or please access us, you know, come talk to us, come talk to your middle school counselor, your high school counselor, when your students at that point, we love helping our first generation students. And of course, any student, if you're, if you're a family that has a PhD and yeah. you have questions, yeah, we, we want to help you with that too, of course. Um, but, but especially those of you that this is all new and, and overwhelming, please come in, you know, we, we meet you where you're at, where, wherever that is. Yeah. Um, one, one thing too, to just jump to my brain, your seventh graders, if you have six seventh graders, wherever you're at, by the time they're in high school, we're going to have a new high school, which which mm-hmm. is pretty exciting. That's true. And we, we don't have a ton of information on that yet, but it is a cool option that's going to be available, the new tech high school that we're going to be opening yeah, up. Yeah, we had a presenter come and talk to us about the high school. It's actually the new uh, principal came out mm-hmm. and talked to us mm-hmm. a little bit about it. And they're opening not... I think next fall, actually, yeah, is when yeah, they're going to yeah, do that's the first so. year. And so they're going to take some kids from each of the high schools, anyone who's interested in that kind of techni- mm-hmm. more technical side of things. And they've got some really great programs out there. And they're going to work in conjunction with the er- other area high schools. But that's, that's going to be a neat option. So if that's something that you know your student's interested in, um, please talk to your counselors mm-hmm. wherever at whatever level because they're going to be look- actively looking for kids to go to that high school in the next few yeah, years. Yeah, if you have older students that are going to be in ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th grade and are interested in that, that's an option next year. Or if you just have students with us right now, the cool thing is, you know, they get to work some bugs out of the system by the time your kids are in ninth grade. But but I'm pretty excited about that as well. Another option for high school, I kind of talked about, you know, the concurrent enrollment and Dixie tech up on the hill, um, but internships. Mm-hmm. Students are able to get out in the field with hands-on experience in, in jobs that they maybe are interested in. The big ones, medical stuff, um, tech fields, um, just a lot of community partners. And I love that because so often a student will be like, I want to be a doctor someday. But then when they first get their first taste of it, they're either, you know, intimidated by blood or something like that. And they're like, oh, no, never mind. I don't want to do that. It saves you all those years in college of maybe Absolutely. going down that path. Or they get hands-on experience. They're like, 
oh my gosh, I know I want to do this. Yes. And and again, it just helps them commit and, and be able to do that. And the cool thing, you get high school credit. In some instances, they get paid for it. Most are not paid, you know, just kind of, but they do get high school credit mm-hmm. for that as well. Yeah. And we're going to actually have uh, Mike Hassler, who's oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. representative. He He's agreed to come and be kind of a guest on our podcast. So he's going to come and tell you a little bit more in a few weeks, but, um, but keep that in mind because that's something that, like Jared said, it's, it's invaluable in really like solidifying a goal or crossing it off the table mm-hmm, altogether, mm-hmm. off the list altogether, right? Um, so really the bottom line is we want you to have a great relationship with your counselors. We mm-hmm. want you to be aware of the things that are going on. Um, we as counselors make an effort always to get this information out to, to parents and families. But as you know, sometimes that information doesn't make it all the way to the end of the row. And so <laughs> we want to make sure that you guys have that. So if you'll reach out with to us, um, if you'll encourage your students to reach out to us, then that way we can really keep the communication flowing both directions, and that's the best way to be. Um, also, I wanted to let you know, so we do group, small group uh, PCCR meetings, Plan for College and Career Readiness meetings, but if you would like an individual meeting, if you would like to sit down with me and your student and really kind of make a plan for the next few years, you're very welcome to do that, and so you just need to contact um, me because I'm the seventh grade counselor this year and uh, we will get that set up so that you can come in and meet anytime. Uh, but really all the information that you need is going to come home to you on a email that's going to have your child's plan. They went in and filled out a survey and we asked them all the questions about their future and what they want. And we've kind of put that into a little newsletter that comes home to you. And so you'll get that. Uh, but if you have, like I say, more questions or you don't like their plan or you want to work mm-hmm. on something, you know, you, you have questions about anything we've asked today or talked about today in the podcast, then please, please come see us. We, we'd love to have that uh, connection with you. For sure. And you sixth grade parents, of course, if you want to meet, you know, a year early, that's great too. Seventh grade, I'll, I'll still be the, your student's counselor and we can meet then as well. And then we'll have more information then because they'll have the CCA classes and things. But if ever you want to meet for any reason, especially in including the college and career planning, please reach out to us. All right. We appreciate you spending time with us on the podcast. Please let your friends and neighbors and and other parents of students at the school know about it if you're enjoying it so that we can really get this information out to everyone who needs it. So have a great week and we'll see you soon. Thank you. 